Ever wonder what it takes to become a network and security engineer? Well, today we have a very special guest that's going to tell us his journey into the field. So stay tuned because we're going to talk about that and more coming up. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Bearded IT Dad. Today we have a very special guest. He is a network and security engineer. His name is Balaj, and he's here to tell us what he does on a day-to-day basis. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. And nice to meet you, Dakota, on this side of the world. So, yeah. Yeah. So where where are you from, first of all? Switzerland. Switzerland. Wow. What time is it there currently? It's 6 p.m. now. 6 p.m. And it's uh, 9 a.m. my time. That's that's crazy. Quite quite the difference. So, yeah, um, you are a network and security engineer. Kind of tell us what your what your job is like. So if we take it really precise, then I'm owning a company, but um, as every other startup, I do operational tasks as well. So that's kind of told you to introduce me as a network and security engineer. Um, Yeah, so what we do, basically, we, we audit network and security infrastructure. We consult customers in in the next five year of cloud transformation strategies, for example, and build their security networks on a high end level, probably uh, on customer sites, which started to grow out of their, uh, I would say, IT perspective comfort zone. (laughs) And they kind of messed up everything around and now they need someone who arrange everything together. That's awesome. So it sounds like you're helping a lot of people kind of transition to the cloud infrastructure and what, you know, and helping them with what it takes to do that. Correct. Exactly. And on the top of that, we're going to start in January with our own ISP setup down here in our village, because we're going to own the entire fiber infrastructure. So everything is set up uh, for a great Success story, hopefully. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm very familiar with that. I I work for a fiber optic ISP as well. Um, uh-huh. So that that's a that's always I always find that very interesting. Um, you know, hearing companies grow and uh, adapt to the changing infrastructure. Um, you know, I kind of want di- to dig in a little bit more with cloud because everyone is talking about cloud, and that's kind of mm-hmm. you know a big buzzword right now. I think what what exactly are you guys doing with cloud? If you don't mind uh, kind of diving a little bit deeper into that. Yeah. So there are, I would say three types of directions we will go for the next five years for sure. One, for example, is, is a, a customer, which is around 200 to 500 workplace seats. And they are looking to, to transform into a part of a cloud service that can be, for example, in the beginning for marketing strategies. We see that in a bigger retailer down here in Europe, that they are moving to the cloud for marketing strategies to use the big data compute engine and all the performance stuff a little bit cheaper than they can use it on premise, right? That's one trend of it. Then on the other hand, you have the trend of uh, infrastructure and, or I would say network and security infrastructure services. 
like you're familiar with that, which are going to be consumed out of the cloud in different ways. For example, one is for local businesses, which ones are really strongly and heavy um, rooted to the region, right? Those guys are looking to get their cloud services from a local cloud provider, that's for sure. So you have to deliver those services to them from your own platform. And there it's going to be a challenge because you know it as a network director that when you take it really detailed, then not every single cloud provider is an independent cloud provider. So that's the way how we're going to build up, as I mentioned before, the, that we build our own data center. And, and I mean, it's already built, but um, the layer services on top of them will be our own services with our own BGP feed, all that kind of stuff around that. And that's the second direction. The third direction is, for example, um, I would say Fortune 100 companies who are choosing cloud transformations, they are going to be migrating one part of the other of the infrastructures into the cloud. Um, but there is an exotic one behind the scenes, um, for example, the financial industry. Um, it's an interesting question. Maybe you can answer it to me better. How is it on, on the US side? Because down here in Switzerland, they're kind of really strict in terms of thinking, the way how strategies goes, like your questions you initiated. And they, yeah, just tell me something. How is it in the US? And I will end up with this down here. Yeah. Um, you know, and I haven't really worked a lot with the financial sector. Um, you know, it, it, I, I have actually worked for um, different financial institutions in the past um, and non-IT aspect. And uh, they are very strict and very, there's a certain way and, you know, they have certain uh, regulations they have to follow and, um, you know, certain standards they have to be held to, um, you know, like PCI compliance and other things like that. Mm, exactly. That's, so here they say, for example, they call it FINMA compliance policies, mm -hmm. which they follow and they are stricted that way that they just going to take the infrastructure on premise down in their basements um, like it was 20 years ago and that's all um yeah yeah <laughs> so i i want to talk a little bit about your backstory and what drove you to start your own company in the it field mm. <laughs> you hit me pretty in the heart, so <laughs> of my being, but uh, it's a good question. Um, it's a bit a long story. I tried to give you the, the shortest balanced one. Um, it started in my childhood when I started digging out with cables around the buildings, building up some networks for, for neighbors and my parents and all that kind of stuff. And then I forgot my, my, those activities from the past. Then I went down the economical path. I studied economics and at the end of the economics, I worked for Microsoft and started programming. And my, my mentors 
during my bachelor uh, degree diploma or during the diploma writing time phrase frame they told me Balash, that's not the way how we should work out your diploma because that's a software what you're programming <laughs> and not the financial analytics stuff right and so we finished it successfully but at the end of the presentation they told me i should go for an it degree and i never thought that uh, i will be enough for that to be honest and this is how i started studying it and and specialized my master in network engineering did all the certifications around that and everything and this is how i found my way to be honest and the real kick in was uh, from from a friend of his friend he's working for a, a worldwide telecommunication company in switzerland as well and he told me make a ccna and you will see how your life gonna change just do it okay and when i feel it something is through i i leave everything behind myself and i just go for it i made it and i was just last week and talking with my wife about that uh, scenario it's now I would say, yeah, around about six or seven years ago when I passed my CCNA and it changed a lot in my life. So you get, a, a, I would say, a, a good income when you work as an employee um, and when you follow the path, it rises up a little bit. Of course, you have to sacrifice, you have to learn a lot and you have to take yourself a bit in distance of, after the learning stuff, um, but you move on. And as older you get, the more responsibilities you get and, and you rise up on that. So, and yes, a couple of universities reached out to me by that time because my wife was studying on another university, system and network engineering. And she and some other classmates passed the exams more than average because I coached them. I, I just shared with them what I learned through the books in the CCNA, Todd Lemmel at that time, right? And yeah, the director, one of the universities reached out to me. So the director called me by phone and he wanted to invite me really under pressure to talk with me because he heard about how I coach, coach the people and how successful they are. And I was, oh no, <laughs> you know what, what my thoughts were. <laughs> yeah. Like a child, oh no, what did I wrong that the director of a university is inviting me, right? So I don't thought about, uh, I just went into the interview and he was offering me a job as a teacher. And I told him I have no social studies or something. I'm a complete uh, unsocial kid who's just banging on the sea line to have a little bit fun, that's all. And he said, yeah, that's enough. That's more than enough for us. <laughs> and so it started um, that career path, yeah. That That's awesome. And uh, I love hearing stories like that. They're To me, they're so inspirational and they, uh, they're they really motivating to help people, you know, understand, you know, you, you, I think, I think it helps show that you don't have to be a product expert to really go far in this career. Um, I think 
there's this kind of stigma in IT. Everyone thinks they have to know everything to be very successful. But, you know, you, I think what I get from that story is, you know, you, you didn't feel like you were, you know, the know-it-all person. You, you know, you didn't feel like you could be working at a university that you're just the, an average person and you achieve greatness. I think, um, just by focusing on, you know, what you really enjoyed. Yeah, exactly. And that's the key word, enjoy. So um, we know both that it is a long journey when you take it into. Um, I mean, on the universities, when I asked the, the audience, why are you sitting here? The first answer was shooting out like a gun, my diploma and my upcoming salary. To be honest, I started on the same point, right? Maybe you too, but um, (laughs) on the other hand, you figure out uh, that it will not rise up in two weeks or less, uh, the main target of earning more. And on the other hand, you have to put in a lot of work. So how are you going to combine those things that you go through successfully? That's only enjoying. You have to find love for the things, what you're doing. And as you told, or as you said, excuse me, is to, to, to get inspirations and be open and share what you learn because just to get it for yourself, it doesn't help you more. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's a really great thing. So how, how long have you been in this field now? 12 years. 12 years. So really network engineering. Hold on. Not really. No, no, <laughs> that's, that's seven and a half year, but, in the entire IT engineering field, that's twelve years. Yeah, twelve years. That's that's amazing. What what drives you on a day to day basis? What what is your favorite part about this field? Hey, we'll get right back into the conversation here in a second, but. I want to talk about something crucial. AI is reshaping our business world and the cybersecurity landscape. As AI speeds up our workflows and opens new frontiers, it also brings complex challenges, especially when it comes to cyber threats. These are becoming more sophisticated and the stakes are higher than ever. AI has created a new form of cyber threats and is lowering the bar for novice cyber criminals while increasing the potential pool of threat actors. At the forefront of this battle is Palo Alto Networks. They are using AI to combat these AI-enhanced threats. With their cutting-edge machine learning models, they offer near real-time detection and prevention of cyber threats. From DNS hijacking to securing AI applications from the design phase, Palo Alto Networks is redefining cybersecurity. To accomplish this, they introduced Precision AI powered by Palo Alto Networks a proprietary artificial intelligence system designed to enhance security operations across multiple dimensions. So if you're intrigued how AI can safeguard your digital space, head over to Palo Alto Networks and discover how Precision AI automates detection, prevention, and remediation with industry-leading accuracy. Okay, now back to the interview. (laughs) a good question oh my gosh um that i the first thing for every day when i wake up to be honest on that point is that i know what i know today with my back package of experience 
that can literally help almost everybody in that field of challenges. And the second one is that the more you experience have, the less you have to work under pressure. And then you start to enjoy it really well. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, currently, you know, I, I, I'm always studying for my, my next certification or my next thing. Um, and, you know, personally, I don't particularly enjoy studying. I, I do enjoy studying. I enjoy learning more things and adding more tools to my IT tool set, um, you could say. Um, but I'm always studying the next thing to make myself better. And that way, when I come across things I don't know, uh, it's, it's not as often I come across those things and I don't get as stressed out. And, you know, when I first started in the IT field, I really felt like I knew nothing and I was constantly having to look up different things and figure out how things worked. Um, but as time went on, I became more confident in my skills and, um, really started to enjoy the field more and more. And, and you said really nice because I think when we move on, on this wave ahead, then if you take or give yourself more time to learn things, you're going to start love it. Absolutely. Because when I started, I was in a rush that was unbelievable. Right. And now we can take more time and, and, and understand the things a little bit better in the first attempt. Right. Absolutely. So earlier you're telling me you have your own YouTube channel. Um, do you want to kind of share a little bit about that? <laughs> I'm always, I'm always curious. Yeah. Oh, I'm always curious about fellow YouTubers and what drove them to start. And what yeah. is your direction? So my direction is um, to teach people and, and show people that there are opportunities, especially in these days to get into the IT without special background or that kind of stuff. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, and on the other hand, um, I'm promoting my, my upcoming online university as well. I promote my business as well. And in, in a mix that people can get out a lot of value of it. Right. And of course I will point out those things, which the most YouTubers out there, maybe I don't want to take the names in, in my mouth, but <laughs> there are a couple out there who are not talking about, um, about those things, which you are facing through challenging times when you step into the IT. Right? Ab absolutely. Absolutely. And that actually leads me to my next question. You know, um, I think a lot of people out there, paint it has this rainbows and butterflies this beautiful thing that's nothing goes wrong and is always great but there is a darker side of it and um do you mind sharing kind of some of those things you've seen that you know you really dread dealing with or the struggle um you know like one thing for me personally is when i started in the field um i went from a pretty high paying job i was making uh over seventy thousand dollars a year um doing as a bulldozer operator is a very kind of mind numbing job, but it paid really well. I took a $20,000 a year pay cut to make the jump into the IT field. Cause 
I knew is what I wanted to do and I knew it'd make me happy. And I knew if I kept on working towards my dream, it would eventually the, the money would come. Um, but it it put a hardship on my family for several years. Um, you know, and you know, do you mind kind of talking a little bit about, um, some of the, the darker side that some people don't like to talk about? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a true that, that when you start investing in yourself, it doesn't matter in which way you go in life, you're going to experience a hard cut off your salary. Mm -hmm. um, even if you start a business and when you started before on the highest payout salary, which you can get in a country, and then it starts at zero and your savings are burning away uh, that you have to learn first to spend that much of money <laughs> in <Yeah>. one shot <laughs> that you're going to be crazy. But that's the end of the story. The, the beginning, which you are pointing to, is, is when you start a career and you invest your money in, in, into universities or online degrees, whatever it is, by the end of the day, you invest initially a lot of your money or you borrow money from others to get going. And you don't get the salary which they are announcing on, on social media, on wherever it is, right? So you start, for example, at 50, 40K a year and you work much more than the others who, who make 150 a year, right? And Absolutely. when you ask them for support, they say it's already there. You find the issue. Why are you thinking so much? Just keep going. Shoot out. We have to close the next. Come on. And that's the real reality, right? And the expectations. And some, I mean, I experienced, to be honest, the, the other hard way. I entered into a high paid job and I was kicked out in, in three weeks because I couldn't meet their expectations, right? So yeah. <laughs> that, and, and you go home, you drive two and a half hours. I mean, it was from here, we live in Zurich and it was three hours away from here. And I mean, I drove six hours a day to, to get that job, which makes my dream come true. But I realized in that point that it is working, but I have to learn other things before I get there. Right. And there, yeah, absolutely. So I, I know you've worked, you know, do you currently still work for a university or you worked for a university? No, I, today I corrected the last exams yeah. from my last um, class uh, at one of the universities because I start my online academy as a second full-time part now. Yeah. Nice. So you might be a little bit biased on this question, but do you think a degree is necessary to get into the IT field and really advance your career? It depends on what kind of degree you asking me. Right. Um, you know, you know, I, I get this question a lot and you know, it's, it's kind of a broad question in a sense where, you know, people are looking to get in the IT field and they're wondering if they should just study for certifications or if they should go get a college degree um, to be able to be successful in IT. It depends on the mindset, to be honest, right? Mm -hmm. um, we are both engineers on the network part of the world or in the niche. 
Mm -hmm. And there are a couple other guys who are more focused and they have more strengthness on, on programming skills, right? Then they should focus to learn on programming languages because there are so great tools out there. You can learn so fast, which I guess both of us had haven't got that at our time when we get started, right? Right. And now you can choose from them and you can chase it. And the great stuff is there. You don't need a certification or a degree to get started in programming and to get a well-paid job, right? right? So I think the first target there is to achieve a fixed income. It doesn't matter how low or high it is, but you can refinance by yourself your next study blocks or, or degrees. And I think by time, it helps when you have a bachelor degree or a master degree, um, but it's not necessary from the beginning, I think. Absolutely. Um, my next question to you is, if you were to give anyone a piece of advice to become a network security engineer, um, you know, to really get to kind of where you are, what would it be? What type of advice do you have for someone just getting started out and looking to follow a similar path to you and uh, sign up for my waiting list <laughs> <laughs> um, i mean on the other hand take or choose a teacher who have the experience not just the theoretical teaching experience because there you're going to divide the bread from the butter i would say that way because um you have to bring the learned skills down to the ground to get really stand up and keep going on your own momentum in your first job because you're going to lose it really fast, especially these days. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. So make a CCNA to answer it concrete uh, way, in a concrete way, make a CCNA. Don't take shitty dumps, sorry for that word. Oh, no. Learn it. <laughs> Learn it really hard and it takes time. I took it only one and a half year and I was already in a CCMP class. So it takes time, especially because my English wasn't so good then, back then at that day. So yeah, just start with the CCNA and then start searching for a job and, and keep trying to go on. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, if someone wants to go find your, your, your wait list or find uh, more information about you, where, where can they find it? Yeah. They're going to find it on YouTube, for example. Um, the name of the channel is Massive Network Academy. Or they go direct to the URL that um, www.massivenetworkacademy.com slash start. And yeah, we'll, we'll make sure yes. and put that down in the description below so of people course. can uh, find, find it and, easier. And I would suggest they watch the video and because they have already some information, it's a quick one and they can download for free a PDF where I wrote everything down on what we talk about here, but in more detail and they get more information during the next weeks till the launch starts. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, ab absolutely. You know, I'm all about sharing information and helping people advance their careers. 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a one-stop shop here. I don't plan on ever being, um, you know, I only can teach so much information. Um, so, you know, I want to put resources out there for other people, you know, to find, you know, other people out there, you know, there's, there's tons of great resources out there. And how long are you now in your job? Uh, currently in my job, I'm less than a year as a director, um, in my current position. So I've, I've actually only been in the field for gosh, a little over three years going on four. So I've been in the IT field for about, yeah, three to four years now. Oh, come on. And already a director of network engineers. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Um, I learned fast. Uh, my very first job was a IT support specialist, um, which is a job. You'll, you'll learn quick in this field. Job titles suck. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, in that position, I started out, you know, basic help desk, resetting mm-hmm. user passwords and stuff like that. By the time I left that company after two years, I was designing complete networking infrastructure and all IT infrastructure for uh, every, all our brand new hotels we were building. I worked for a hotel company and at one different, one time I was working on designing and developing and deploying the entire network infrastructure for three different hotels at the same time. Um, so that, that job really helped to jumpstart my career out of that job. I went, uh, got a job as a network engineer for a school district for a short time. Then I landed my current job as a, I was actually started as a, uh, knock technician, a network operations center tech. And, uh, after my 90 days with that company, uh, they promoted me to the director of network operations just cause they saw my drive. They, you know, and I was honest with them. I I didn't know everything. You know, I I had the will to learn, uh, but they said that didn't matter. That uh, they could see the drive in me to and the willingness to learn and my ability to communicate with people, um, and just you know my honesty. And they knew that all my skills would come over time. And um, I've learned so much in, in the short amount of time. And uh, it's really my dream job. I'm doing what I, I've always dreamed I wanted to do. Oh, nice, nice. And are you guys doing uh, fiber cabling stuff as well? So yeah. splicing and all the kind of stuff? Absolutely, yeah. We are a fiber-to-the-premise uh, internet service provider. Um, you know, We're offering gigabit internet to the home and businesses. Um, and we're, we're, we're going far as the future. And we're looking at offering up to 10 gigabit here within the next couple of years. Um, you know, I, I never thought I'd hear the day where I could have 10 gigabit internet to my home for, you know, a real reasonable price. So, um, it's really yeah. amazing what we're doing. We're, we are a small company. Um, we're actually owned by the state government. Um, and it, it's, it's so enjoyable, um, you know, getting to learn all sure. the new technologies that are coming out, but yeah, well, well, thank you for coming on uh, the show. I really appreciate you taking this time out of your weekend, you know, to uh, talk with us and hopefully help inspire people to really get their start in the field and grow their careers. Thank you too. It was a pleasure to join your show and your channel. And hopefully we can do some other nice projects in the future. Absolutely. I, I uh, definitely will reach out to you again and hopefully have you on and, Maybe we'll do a live stream together or, you know, some more interviews. I, I really would appreciate that. 
I would love to see you on my first live uh, info information event for my online university. So if you like, Absol I can invite you. Absolutely. I, I'd, lo I'd love to come on there. So great. Well, well, everyone, again, thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions for myself um, or um, gosh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Balash, <laughs> thank you. I'm so sorry. If you guys have any questions, please make sure and put them in the comments below and we will get back to every single one of you. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great day.